You are Locked On A's. Your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. How's it going, A's fans? And welcome to episode 223 of the Lockdown A's podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke. And on today's show, what are the chances that Matt Chapman wins the AL MVP or Matt Olson hits the most homers in 2021? Which three A's pitchers will have the best shot to win the AL Cy Young? I'm taking a look at all of the odds over at Bet Online. So if you are interested in betting, uh, I'll give you guys the lines. If you're not interested in betting whatsoever, treat this like a mailbag episode because that's kind of what I'm doing. I'm giving you guys the odds and then going over the scenarios in which, uh, you know, Jesus Lozardo winning the AL Cy Young would happen. Um, so that's what I'm doing today. Before I get into any of that stuff, though, please follow us on social media at LockedOnAids on Twitter and Instagram. I am at ByJasonB on Twitter. If you have any mailbag questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. Uh, I got a whole bunch of stuff to get to, but real quick, the, the A's announced that in California and Governor uh, Gavin Newsom uh, all announced that on April 1st, First, weird day to set all that stuff up, uh, that they're opening stuff back up a little bit. Uh, so there will be 20% capacity at the Oakland Coliseum on opening day. So if you want to go see a baseball game, it's possible. Um, I am not going to go just yet. Uh, I am not high on the COVID vaccine list, so I will not be vaccinated. I am not taking any chances on that front. So uh, I have not looked into it personally, but it is an option. I think there's pods of two, four, and six. Uh, is what I read, but I've also read just four. I think that the six is like a suite where it's like a luxury thing, but again, haven't looked. So if that's something that you're into, uh, it's available to you. Uh, Oakland Athletics or athletics.com is uh, the place to go to get all of the information you need. Get some tickets too. So uh, that's all I'm going to go with on that for now. If I hear more, uh, I'll tell you guys on Monday, but uh, that's what I got for you guys here. But let's get into the episode. Last week, when the bet online over-unders came out for the team wins, I took the A's going over their projected 86.5 wins, and I feel pretty good about that, uh, especially from Valdez does not look like he's going to be pitching for the Astros maybe all season. Um, that's been contested because it's you know a fractured finger, but uh, I don't know that he'd miss six months of time because of that, so maybe he comes back later on in the season, but he is going to miss time with the Houston Astros. That definitely helps the A's chances in the AL West. I don't know how much that impacts their win total, but they got to face each other 19 times. And if Framber Valdez is making three fewer starts against the A's, maybe it helps them out in that run. So, uh, but today I am talking about the AL MVP because they have Matt Chapman at, they being betonline.ag, they have Matt Chapman at plus 1400, which means that if you put down a hundred dollar bet on Matt Chapman to win the MVP and he takes home the award, then you win $1,400. That is what you're getting from the government, hopefully at some point. Uh, that'd be nice. Stimulus checks. Give me my stimmy. Biden. Anyways, uh, you can obviously play smaller than 100 bets, $100 bets, but the payout isn't as great. So if you're interested in gambling, I suggest doing what's comfortable for you. I am risk averse myself, so I'd feel comfortable with like 20 bucks, maybe at like the high end. I'm usually like a $5 guy uh, on, you know, I've used other sites before and I've done like quarter bets because I, uh, if I win 10 bucks, I'm stoked. I don't want to lose 10 bucks though. That's uh that's how I gamble. 
But anyways, back to Matt Chapman here. In the grand scheme of things, he is ranked fifth in the MVP odds with uh, Mike Trout having the best odds, obviously, at plus 225. And then there's Alex Bregman at plus 1,000, Aaron Judge and Jose Ramirez at plus 1,200, and then you got Matt Chapman at plus 1,400. Behind Chapman is Anthony Rendon at plus 1,600, and that could come into play here uh, if my scenario kind of works out to get Chapman that MVP honor. But outside of Matt Chapman and, you know, those to, uh, those six guys are just like a bunch of Astros. And then you got Matt Olson getting the same odds as Kyle Tucker at plus 4,000. And then a little bit further down, you got Ramon Laureano, who's getting the same odds as Joey Gallo, Josh Donaldson, and Randy Arozarena, the hero of the uh, the MLB postseason last year. I also am wearing his, uh, his breaking tee shirt right now. The one that spells uh, rakes all day, night, year, uh, Randy. I, I am currently wearing that shirt because I love baseball and Randy Rosarena and also those uh, 90s Rays uniform colors. Good times. It's a great shirt. <laughs> BreakingT.com, not a sponsor. Anyways, there is a bunch of talent on this list of names that because it's for the AL MVP. Obviously, there's a lot of talent in the American League, but if you wanted to make a case for Matt Chapman, I'd point to his injury from last season, which feels counterintuitive, but I think that it's important for the story that I'm building here. Matt Chapman is an ultra-competitive person, and you know that he's been working his butt off to be the best that he's ever been. He's in those arbitration years, which serves as another motivator because he'll actually get paid a little bit closer to his value, the better that he performs. And he's already finished seventh and sixth in the, in the MVP race uh, for the two full seasons that he's been healthy. So if he stays healthy, which is obviously a caveat for every player, he'll be in the discussion for MVP at the very least. So he's in that he's in that top five uh, that Bet Online has him at. And if he plays Gold Glove defense, which feels like a given, especially with Isaiah Kainafralefa, he's like, oh, Matt Chapman's coming back with fury in his eyes. I'll move to shortstop. Thank you very much. Uh, and then he takes his Gold Glove from last year, and he shrinks off into the distance. <laughs> but anyways, he, if, he, if Matt Chapman is playing goal glove defense and produces just a little bit more at the plate than he has to this point, and he and he has a signature moment late in the season, then that's a pretty easy MVP case for Matt Chapman to make. Mike Trout is always in the conversation because he's the best player in baseball. But if, if the Angels struggle yet again and fail to make the playoffs yet again, then his numbers may not be enough to get him the award. He's won one MVP in the last four seasons, which is still great. But it's also showing that he's beatable. I know that Mookie Betts has been in the league. He's been really good. But now he's over in the NL, so somebody's going to take his spot and challenge Mike Trout. And uh, there was a game last year that where uh, and Brent McGuire and I just talked about this on our A's and Angels crossover, where they were just Matt Chapman and Mike Trout were just trading blows. And it felt like that was the MVP race right there. And then Matt Chapman got hurt and... Uh, Mike Trout lost some time because he had a baby. His wife had a baby. Him and his wife had a baby. And uh, so he didn't play all of them. And, you know, he had a bad year, if you want to quote Mike Trout on that. So I feel like there's there's an opening in these years with Mike Trout. And he's not going to get the same defensive metrics that uh, Matt Chapman is. And if Matt Chapman's in the playoffs by a wide margin over Mike Trout, that helps. And there's a chance that even if the Angels do make the playoffs, that Anthony Rendon would be a big part of that success because uh, Mike Trout's been there. Maybe they would heap more of the praise over to Anthony Rendon, and then that could cause a little bit of a rift in how the votes are split. Uh, I, I know that, you know, you can put them one, two and do whatever, but uh, maybe that's a way for Matt Chapman to accumulate more vo vote points. And uh, that could really open up the door for Matt Chapman to take home the honor in that regard. And the path to victory is not a unanimous 
unanimous victory. I don't think that anybody, that not everybody is going to put Matt Chapman on their ballot as the first place vote getter. But uh, I think that it's more likely that it's going to be a fairly close race and splitting the vote could have a big enough impact. Uh, or maybe I've watched too much Survivor and that never works. I don't remember, but I do, I do miss Survivor. Uh, <laughs> the trials of quarantine. Anyways, I've spent a lot of time talking about Mike Trout because he is the number one guy that Matt Chapman has to get by in order to have the best case for the AL MVP. But uh, he's not the only guy on this list that's ahead of Matt Chapman. So a second on the list, you got Alex Bregman, who some of the fantasy baseball community are a little bit worried about because of his exit velocities a year ago. And that coupled with the dead and ball could lead to a reliance on the Crawford boxes, which really isn't a recipe for success over the course of 162 games. Maybe he's going to not be the guy that we've all become accustomed to. Uh, That's a thought. I think that it's a very valid thought. I'm hoping that it's a very valid thought. And then the final two roadblocks for Matt Chapman would be Aaron Judge and Jose Ramirez. Uh, And while Judge is a beast or a savage in the box, as they like to say over in New York, he also gets hurt a lot. I definitely traded him from my fantasy, my dynasty league, uh, because he would miss months at a time. And uh, I I didn't have time for that. So uh, Aaron Judge likes to miss a lot of time. He played 155 games in his rookie season. That's the season that Jose Altuve stole his Rookie of the Year award or MVP award, whichever one it was. Uh, MVP, I think. But since that season, he has totaled 112 games, 102 games, and 28 games in the shortened 2020 season. So he may not be on the field enough to garner votes that he needs to be up near the top of the ballot. And then there's Jose Ramirez, who is a pretty darn good baseball player, but let's play a fun game. It's called Name Another Bat in the Cleveland Lineup. Now that Francisco Lindor is gone. Um, Spoiler alert, I I did look up their roster resource page and found out some of the other bats, and I'm like, oh, no, I actually know some of these bats. Uh, They got Jake Bowers, Franmol Reyes, and Josh Naylor, who are big, relatively slow power hitters. They also added Eddie Rosario and Ahmed Rosario, and uh, so they've got an okay lineup, but it's not it's it might be a better overall lineup than the one that Francisco Lindor got, but it's a bunch of streaky hitters, I believe. So uh, I, I don't know that the lineup surrounding him is going to be the best. Matt Chapman might actually be in the best lineup out of these five or six guys. So with all of that, there you have it. Matt Chapman will be the AL MVP in 2021. Uh, that's that's my case. I think that he's got a decent shot every year that he's playing, uh, especially right now when he's in his prime. So now is as good a time as any to uh, collect his first MVP award. Anyways, coming up on the show, Matt Olson is as good a bet as any to lead baseball on home runs at the end of the year. So what do the makers say to find out you'll have to stay locked in with locked on a's and i will be right back betonline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action Football may be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even does awards, TV shows, and reality TV. They have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything that you can imagine. And BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It is your place to go for things such as this. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Just head on over to their website at betonline.ag, or you can use your mobile device and sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on on your first deposit when you use the promo code locked on that is locked on that is the code locked on that is a uh, you know like locked on a's it's locked on at betonline.ag betonline your online sportsbook experts today on the locked on today podcast big ben is back in yellow and black Ooh, that rhymed that that was good ad writing right there good good job locked on <laughs> 
Is that a good thing for the Pittsburgh Steelers? He's been good. He's younger than Tom Brady. I don't, I actually have not listened to the episode yet. So to find out, you're going to probably have to subscribe to the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get podcasts and uh, you know, get your sports news in the last time. It's, they're 20 minute episodes. They're fantastic. Uh, Peter Bukowski does a great job. So go subscribe to the Locked On Today podcast wherever you like podcasts. Welcome back to the Locked On A's podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to hit subscribe wherever you like here in podcasts. Follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I am at by Jason B on Twitter. If you have any questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. I'll probably do a mailbag episode next Friday. So you guys got a little bit less than a week to uh, send mailbag questions my way. You can do that either at Locked On A's on Twitter. Uh, you can uh, DM them to us on Instagram too. You can email them to us. Any way you want, I will be answering questions on Friday if I get enough. So uh, let me know what's on your mind, A's fans. Also, quick note on uh, what's coming up for next week. Monday, I'm going to be going over the weekend's games, uh, things that I saw, things that I liked, updates on position battles if anything happens. Um, just... I, I don't know what I'm saying yet, but that's the plan. And then on Tuesday, if you listen to Thursday's episode, I talked about Cole Irvin's pitch mix and, uh, you know, what was going on and how I had broken the conspiracy about how he's not using sinkers, even though he was using sinkers. And he DM'd me. I was like, hey, man, can I come on the show? I was like, yeah, sure. So uh, I'm talking to Cole Irvin on Sunday night. That'll be coming out for you guys on Tuesday, which is uh, his next scheduled start in spring training for the A's. So you can hear me talking to Cole Irvin on Tuesday. And then on Wednesday, I'm talking to the guys over at Locked On Astro as part of our division day series. Uh, this was going to be a lot more fun before they started getting injuries and COVID risks. So uh, now it's going to be like, hey, you guys doing okay? You guys still think you got a shot? I don't think so. It'll be fun. It'll be way more antagonistic on my end. So it's going to be a great podcast. So make sure to tune into that. Uh, subscribe to the podcast once more. But anyways, uh, let's get into the Matt Olson news. Last season, Matt Olson finished 22nd in home runs with 14 in a down year for him. Uh, in 2019, he hit 36 in 127 games and finished 20th overall in home runs. Uh, I believe that Matt Olson could lead all of baseball in home runs one season, but it'll take a couple of factors for him to do it. Uh, first, I'm going to give you guys the odds according to Bet Online, and they have him ranked 11th overall, which feels about right, even though he hasn't ranked in the top, you know, 10 in the last few years. But uh, he, they have him ranked 11th behind Mike Trout, Pete Alonso, Joey Gallo, Juan Soto, Ronald Acuna Jr., uh, Aaron Judge. I was like, Judge. Aaron Judge, <laughs> Cody Bellinger, Aloy Jimenez, Jordan Alvarez, and Fernando Tatis Jr. Uh, I know that most of these guys are really good. I don't really think of Tatis as like a power guy, but sure, uh, Jordan Alvarez I th have uh, injury concerns with, so I would not put him above Matt Chapman or Matt Olson personally, but whatever. Uh, his odds, Matt Olson's odds are at plus 2,000, which are the same as Bryce Harper and Eugenio Suarez, who are, you know, decent power hitters. Not, I don't think they have as much raw power as Matt Olson, but I'm not going to argue with them being on the same tier as Matt Olson either. So anyways, if you are an A's fan and you see him ranked that high, you're happy because People are taking notice of the A's, but at the same time, it feels like a trap bet to me personally. Uh, if he goes off, of course he has the potential to just mash all season, but going off of his home run rate for his career, it would take a pretty special season. In 419 big league games, Olsen has 103 home runs, which is really good. And he's hit those home runs in 1,696 plate appearances. That's good for a home run every 16.46 plate appearances, and that includes walks and everything too. Uh, that's why I'm using plate appearances now at bats because uh, that way you get walks in there because 
he's going to walk as well. And so is everybody else on the team. So anyways, uh, if I'm doing the math right, at that rate, he would need 741 plate appearances to hit 45 home runs in 2021. And I'm not sure that 45 home runs would be enough to get him the crown, but it would definitely get him in that conversation. And uh, maybe he has, you know, an extra few home runs in its bag and he could take it from there. But uh, that that's what I'm working with here at math-wise, at least. Uh, and that's where the trouble is, honestly. Since 2012, only three players have had more than 740 plate appearances in a single season. You had George Springer in 2016, Francisco Lindor in 2019, and Marcus Simeon in 2019. And that's where the hurdles start. The first issue is the simplest. You'd have to play nearly every game. Springer and Simeon both played all 162, while Lindor played in 158. That seems simple enough. Matt Olson has to play every game. Easy. The second issue is that the A's offense around him would have to collect hits and keep turning over the lineup in order to get him those extra trips to the plate because those little trips here and there, those add up over the course of 162 games. So if you can get like a couple of those a week, all of a sudden you're looking pretty good. The A's offense has been pretty good in recent years and was even tied for the number one offense in 2018, according to WRC Plus. And the Cleveland offense that year hit seven points higher than Oakland's and also had seven points on the A's in on-base percentage. So I think that those are things you're going to be looking at. Not necessarily the WRC plus, but the batting average and on base percentage, because that's what turns over the lineup, not necessarily just home runs. But I think that the biggest issue for Matt Olson would be not getting enough plate appearances because he's not a top of the order guy. Maybe he'd be hitting third. That would be roughly as high as he would go in the lineup. And it definitely plays a factor because in 2016, George Springer was leading off or hitting second in every game but two. Francisco Lindor led off in 153 of 158 games played. And Marcus Simeon uh, led off or hit second in 154 of his games in 2019. So you need to be at the very, very top of that lineup because that's how you get those extra at-bats or, you know, plate appearances. And that's what leads you to, uh, you know, at that home run rate, that's what you need right there. Uh, is more plate appearances. And Matt Olson has let off or hit second in 14 of 419 games played and is way more likely to be hitting third, fourth, or fifth because that's where he can do the most damage offensively. So this is why it looks like a tricky proposition to place a bet on Matt Olson to lead baseball in home runs in 2021. Then again, in 2019, Matt Olson was socking them out of the park once every 15.19 plate appearances and they get to 45 home runs that way. He'd only need 689 plate appearances. Uh, he still never had that many trips to the plate in his career in one single season, but that one is more manageable at the very least. Uh, you don't got to come up with another 50 plate appearances for him to get to that 45 home run plateau. Um, but with that being the case, I wouldn't say that it's likely for Matt Olson to hit the most dingers, but it's also possible at the very least if uh, a few things break the right way if the A's just have a juggernaut of an offense which maybe they can I, I'm not positive then I think that uh you know he'd have a shot but I don't know that he would be the odds on favorite he'd have to really kind of go on a tear and lower that uh, home runs per plate appearance mark. And if, you know, spring training is any indication, he has two home runs and seven plate appearances right now. So if he keeps up a pace of a home run every three and a half plate appearances, then you have to like his odds. So <laughs> spring training stats for the win. Um, good times right there. Um, he'd ha probably have to be closer to like one every 14 plate appearances to really make a mark, I would think. Uh, giving, given, you know, 620 plate appearances or something like that, which is still a fairly healthy season, but it's not, 
he's not hitting at the top of the other. He doesn't have to do all of those other things as well. So uh, can he do it? Obviously he can. He's got a ton of power. Will he do it? That's the question. And uh, I don't know that I would put money on Matt Olson personally just because of the factor that I, factors that I laid out. But uh, if you want to, go ahead, I guess. <laughs> Anyways, coming up on the show, we're talking Cy Young projections. So stay locked in with Locked On Is, and I'll be right back. Fantasy Baseball Addicts, you now have a new source to help give you an advantage in your leagues, and that is Locked On Fantasy Baseball. It's a daily fantasy baseball podcast hosted by veteran fantasy analyst Scott Cullen, who actually just joined our fantasy baseball league over here at Locked On, so that should be lots of fun. Hopefully he doesn't kick our butts, because he is the place that you go to, because he uses data and nearly two decades, not two years, two decades of fantasy baseball experience to offer strategies and waiver wire pickups that lead the league and wins. Actually, I could probably just listen to this podcast and kick his ass, right? That, that's how this works. Scott goes over all of these season-long fantasy dynasty leagues, DFS, and uh, he, he does everything over here at Locked On Fantasy Baseball. So uh, subscribe to Locked On Fantasy Baseball wherever you get podcasts. DM me what he's talking about on a daily basis so that I can beat him to the waiver wires and claim glory in our fantasy baseball league. Uh, subscribe to the Fantasy Locked On Baseball podcast wherever you like podcast and also welcome back to the locked on A's podcast this is the final day of our uh, first week going back to five days hopefully you guys have been enjoying it uh this three segment format has been fun i've enjoyed it uh, it's made me tighten things up here and there and uh, you know it's been good so hopefully you guys have been enjoying it i know that my initial plan for you know having uh minor league baseball and everything uh covered in the same podcast is kind of out the window right now because of the announcement from earlier this week where the AAA season got delayed, but uh, hey, we'll make do. It'll be fine. More time to talk about uh, baseball and the A's in particular. So uh, that's a plus, but let's finish out this whole week talking about the AL Cy Young and the three guys that betonline.ag has from the A's rotation. And honestly, they're not getting a ton of respect. Sure, they have three pitchers getting odds, but with Jesus Lozardo at 25, plus 2,500, you got Frankie Montas at plus 3,300, and then Chris Bassett at plus 4,000. You can see that they're not very high on who the A's are offering, especially because they got Chris Sale getting plus 2,000 coming off a of Tommy John surgery, and he's expected back at some point in 2021. And there are reports saying that the Red Sox aren't going to be rushing him back. So is he going to get like a half season? I... I don't think he's going to get enough playing time, even if he's Chris Sale of old and, you know, Cy Young dominant kind of guy. I don't know that he's going to have enough playing time, and yet he's getting better odds than anybody in the A's rotation. So that's, that's a disrespect. Getting the same odds as Jesus Lizardo is Marco Gonzalez, who, sure, I guess, he has a career 409 ERA, but he pitched well last season, so I guess you got to give him the same odds as somebody who could totally break out and actually win this award, but maybe that's just me. <laughs> Marco Gonzalez does not strike me as a Cy, Cy Young kind of guy, and playing for Seattle is not going to help his case because it took King Felix Hernandez a... Uh, he got one, and that was very controversial because Seattle didn't make the playoffs and blah, blah, blah. Anyways, uh, let's get back to Hazelus Lizardo here. And uh, he has some real potential to break out this season. Will he be good enough to contend with the Biebers and Coles and Giolitos of the league? I'm not sure, honestly, but 
I'd say that he has the most upside of anybody in the rotation, uh, in the A's rotation. Uh, and I know, real hot take there for you guys. He has the most upside in the A's rotation. Watch out. Fire emojis. Um, I also don't know if this would be the year that Luzardo has a real shot at the Cy Young. The recipe to take home the hardware is typically a sub-3 ERA, a whip around one, and a whole bunch of innings pitched. And since 2015, Blake Snell is the only Cy Young winner uh, to... Pitch less than 200 innings. He had 180 and, you know, a couple, like 180 and two thirds or something like that. And he had a 189 ERA. Can Luzardo do that over the course of a full season? I'm not sure that he's there quite yet. I think that he's really good. He could have like a three ERA, but I don't know that he's going to have these superlative stats around that. I think that he has a chance to break out this year. I don't know that he's Cy Young worthy, but let's, let's look at it a little bit deeper here. For all three of these factors, the uh, innings pitch, the ERA, and the whip to come together all at once for Luzardo seems like a tall order. And the innings feel like the biggest hurdle to me, given his history with Tommy John and the uncertainty with workloads for pitchers coming into this season after the shortened 2020 campaign. Chris Bassett had a great season a year ago, and if he can maintain those stats over the course of a full season, he'll be on a ton of ballots, especially at the top of those ballots. And Frankie Montas is probably the sleeper pick here because he has talent, he gets strikeouts, and voters love strikeouts, it, but it's a matter of consistency for him. He was having a Cy Young season in 2019 before his suspension for reasons, and uh, in 2020, it was a tale of two halves. If you're going to put money down on an ace pitcher, Montas at plus 3,300 isn't a terrible bet, because if you can put it together, he's shown that he has all of the rest of the stuff. It's just consistency for him. He doesn't have to improve a bunch of different facets. Um, so he might have the most realistic upside for this season, uh, potentially. I don't know. I, I drafted him in my fantasy draft today. I'm in too many leagues. <laughs> but I think that if Frankie Montas finds that consistency, he's the top of the rotation guy and the Cy Young candidate in this rotation in 2021. I know that is slander, but... That, that's where I'm thinking right now, just because he's a more veteran presence. I guess that at this point in the season with uh, none of these guys taking the mound just yet and Frankie Montas recovering from COVID symptoms, uh, I just don't know that the A's necessarily have a Cy Young Award winner on their staff, especially when you look at guys like Shane Bieber, who strikes everybody out, Lucas Giolito, who's really, really good, Garrett Cole, and a slew of others. Uh, I don't know that they have anybody that's on that level just yet, but I think that Frankie Montas and Hazel Suzardo are probably the two guys that could compete. Uh, Chris Bassett is a very nice second or third starter for the A's. Um, it, it's a matter of him repeating what he did last year and uh, seeing if he can do that over the course of a full season. So it's going to be interesting. I think that they have a lot of talent in this rotation. I just don't know that they have anybody who is at that level. They can go toe-to-toe -to -toe on an individual per-game basis, but over the course of 162, 32 starts, I don't know that uh, they have those kind of guys. So I like them in the playoffs. I don't know that uh, they're going to out strike out and out inning somebody. It's the innings that get me because the A's don't have guys that go 200 innings anymore. That's just not a thing that the A's do because they have a really good bullpen. They don't need to rely on their starters. And I think that that's a factor uh, when people are voting for Cy Young. So uh, that is all that I have right now on the betting lines. Uh, I, I have not said this, but I do want to make clear, I am not an expert on betting or anything like that. These are just my opinions. I just wanted to relay some of the uh, odds over at Bet Online for those people that were interested and kind of treat it like a mailbag episode for those of you that do not care about betting. So hopefully uh, each side of that aisle 
got a little bit of something out of this episode. But uh, that is all that I got for you guys today. Uh, coming up next week, I'll be recapping some of my takeaways from the weekend action. And then on Tuesday, I'll be releasing my chat with Cole Irvin, who made his first start with the A's on Wednesday. He's making his next start with the A's on Tuesday. And then uh, on Wednesday, we are talking uh, with the uh, guys from Locked On Astros. So that'll be a nice and contentious podcast between the uh, two favorites in the AL West. So uh, that should be a lot of fun. I uh, have not recorded that one yet. We'll see. So that's what you have to look forward to over the next few episodes. But I have to finish getting ready for more fantasy baseball drafts. So until next time, stay indoors and celebrate good times, Oakland. Keep wearing those masks and I will talk at you soon.